This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Another three points closer to promotion, we hope. But this time we did it the hard way. This is Blue Monday. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Sound since 2015. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith and joining me tonight for this live reaction show after Ipswich Town 2, Port Vale 1 is my fellow exile Blue, Seb Brown. How was that for you, mate? Wow, who who was nervous? Who was worried? Eh, Christ, that was a uh, yeah, that was a little bit kind of fingernail biting, tense, wasn't it? But got there in the end, showed character, showed determination, showed a bit of you know. Sometimes you just need those those big players when things aren't going your way, when the chips are down, to put in a performance. And yeah, Broadhead tonight showing why he's one of our key signings in in January. And, and so nearly the perfect night with Plymouth doing what Plymouth do and smashing in a winner in the 96th minute to put a slight dampener on us. But yeah, we needed 11 points, three down, eight to go. We march on to, to Peterborough away on Saturday. Absolutely, we do. And a penny for Sheffield Wednesday fans' thoughts. <laughs> They're probably thinking they must, it. Yeah, they must be was... absolutely heartbroken, mustn't they? I mean, yeah, they've they've yeah. kind of got themselves back top of the league. We're struggling. Uh, we get a late winner, and then Plymouth get an even later one. So, yeah, uh, uh, I bet Owl's talk isn't fun mm-hmm. tonight either. No, but there's a lot of emotion, a lot of passion in in the live chat tonight. Please join us in there. <laughs> If you're watching live on YouTube, Charlie D says, ah, thank God. Dennis Sullivan said that felt so good. I think, yes, Seb, tonight, the old football cliche that all fans say about their club, that we don't do it the easy way. We've actually kind of been doing it the easy way for the last few weeks, haven't we? So (laughs) maybe we would do a, a real nerve jangler like that one. Yeah, potentially, because it's been so effortless, hasn't it, for pretty much two and a half months now. You know, most most games we're completely in control and we're almost out of sight by half time in some of these games, aren't we? And we can then afford the luxury of bringing on subs and rotating players and resting players. And tonight was very different. I was on the, the flagship after Cheltenham and I said I thought that was the last kind of side we would play that would kind of frustrate us and pack the defence and time waste and, you know, have some of the dark arts. I, I, I 
thought Port Vale at Port Road would be a, a different matter given how we currently blow teams away at home. But it was very much a return to that kind of game tonight. But like I said at the start, when the chips are down, you need those big players to drag you over the line. And that's what we've done tonight. And, you know, yes, it wasn't a great performance. I'm sure there's things that McKenna won't be overly happy with, but we've got the three points and, 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 and you know, Barnsley have fallen slightly further behind. So there's a little bit of pressure off now going to Oakwell and, yeah, these two huge away games will now pretty much define what's going to happen with our season, I'd say. Indeed they will. Indeed they will. C London says, never in doubt. Michael Warner, morning all from Brisbane. Great teamwork from town. Hard work and a bit of magic wins the day. Absolutely. Uh, Ash, Ashley Schaefer, BMW, watching in Costa Vale. Whiskey to calm down after that. Yeah, the heart rate is still pretty high for me. Not for yeah. Mullet, though, um, up in the north. Says, easy like a Sunday morning, that. Um, Maybe Mullet yeah, was watching a different <laughs> game. I think my, different my heart Sunday is mornings. definitely still going. Yeah, and, yeah, Horse Hollerus says, not going to lie, that was a tough watch, but great perseverance from the boys. Um, yeah, let's, um, please do keep your keep comments coming in, but let's 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 talk about the, the match in a little bit more detail, Seb. We'll start with the, the team. News uh, change. Ladet in attack. What were your thoughts yeah, on I that guess, one? Yeah, I guess so. Obviously, Ladapo came off and scored twice at the weekend. So, if you're going to want to give him a run out before the end of the season, I guess tonight was the ideal opportunity. Two games, kind of quick back to back. Hurst hasn't scored in the last two. He pulled that one wide, didn't he, against Charlton at the weekend? So, maybe just slightly off it against them. I, I think Hurst is the the better player, but I'm quite pleased for Ladapo because I thought he certainly deserved the chance to to come in. Spoiler alert, we'll go on to it. It didn't really click. Obviously, he's been great coming off the bench recently. He hit a really good run of form in January, didn't he, just as the two new arrivals joined us. Um, so I think that he, you know, he, he kind of kept he kept working hard. It had been very easy to go into his shell a little bit and think, well, I was brought here as the main number nine and now I'm being replaced. But he he kind of took his game to a new level with their arrivals. And I think he deserved a start because he was, he was very good coming off the bench against Charlton. And, and the rest of the team we've said it for the last probably six seven weeks now on the podcast it, it picks itself doesn't it you know providing everybody's fit the remaining the remaining 10 picks itself and i guess tonight was a chance to give ladapo a run out but i'd expect hearst to come back in for those big games away to peterborough and away to barnsley yeah i think joe fez had it spot on when he said that we were playing the hot hand it would have been probably a mistake to not play ladapo after he scored those two goals the other day and I mean, it isn't a gamble, is it? But the decision didn't quite pay off, but it also didn't cost us. No, yeah, and he did deserve a start, didn't he? Let's be fair, he's done really well recently, so he deserved that start. Yeah, absolutely. So let's have a quick look at the Port Vale team. Um, big fella, Aidan Stone in goal, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the other names that we kind of know, Gavin Massey, ex-Cole U, James Wilson, started his career at Manchester United. And Ellis Harrison was on the bench. I wasn't too disappointed yeah. to his name on the bench, Seb. No, he was in an amazing run of form earlier in the season, wasn't he? You know, and I guess players coming back to their old club, obviously got a, a smatter of booze when he came off because he'll always be associated with that god-awful relegation side. And Matty Taylor's there as well, you know, the ex-pressing pest forward from Oxford. Uh, I didn't. I must have missed when he went there on loan in the... Uh, 
uh, in the January window. He's turned up there as well. So they had a bit of a bit of you know players on the bench that could cause a problem. But you know when I saw the starting lineup, James Wilson aside, there's not many there that, if we're being honest, people have you know really heard of. And yeah, like you said, Hayden Stone was a bit of a throwback to a uh, ill-fitting goalie top, wasn't it? It was uh, it wasn't very flattering for the poor guy. No, all yellow as well, wasn't it? So you, you couldn't miss the fella, um, and he didn't exactly have a he didn't exactly have a quiet night, did he? Didn't <laughs> no. actually make many saves, but um, he was certainly involved. Um, but yeah, getting into the game, and I think we were all hoping for that fast start again, weren't we, Seb? And and we did come flying out of the traps, but we were just sort of unable to pick that final pass to to create the chance. It was actually Port Vale who had uh, the best chance. There was a shot from, from plant which Burgess did well to get his big head in front of um and then at the other end broadhead almost gets in behind and it's plant again who puts in a good tackle um but i think port vale set this all up pretty early on said really low block they weren't yeah. going to make life easy for us were they no, frustrating, wasn't it? It was very much a back five, you know, on the graphics. It's a it's a three with wing backs slightly more advanced, but it wasn't. It was a complete back five and then a solid central midfield base. And there were times in the half where, you know, all of the Port Vale players were kind of 10 yards behind the centre circle. They were just sitting there trying to absorb the pressure to stop us getting any kind of space in behind. And some of our, you know, some of our passing was a bit off in that first half. We, we kind of made wrong decisions every now and again, but they were just, you know, constantly on you. And you, you just, Westlake pointed out that in the commentary they're going man for man and there was just no space whatsoever to get our our normal game going our set pieces weren't amazing sometimes in these kind of games in the past we've seen that you know a, a quality delivery from davis can make all the difference from a set piece but our set pieces weren't really at it and they had that best move didn't they whether they play a, i think it was the number 10 wasn't it conlon was it plays a, a ball into the uh the, the left inside the left channel and massey's there and he pulls it back and that was a really good block from burgess because i think he caught that really nicely yeah. plant and i think it was a I think Walton have certainly been called into action. So that was a that was a big, big moment. Um, and then, like you say, straight down the other end and, and, and Broadhead's about to, you know, pull the trigger and plants there with an excellent block. So, yeah, that was the the, the kind of the, the, the opening exchanges. The kind of, we were frustrated. They were very organized, very disciplined. Obviously, they've sacked Daryl Clark. Was it yesterday or Sunday? One of them. Um, so, you know, they've, mm. they've, they've kind of gone into this game with nothing to lose because they've been on a horrendous run. They've got players suspended. So I guess they saw it as a chance to really look to frustrate us, to annoy us, suffocate the space, get the crowd a little bit edgy given the the stakes that we've got on uh, on the line, and they uh, they did it quite well as a game plan. To be fair, for that entire first half, they did. Uh, Mullet says thought their seven two one formation and time where it's embodied everything we hate playing against, and it's it's true. We they're they're not in mid table anymore, are they? They it was a it was a big night for Port Vale tonight, and they. They did well, to be fair. So then Michael Warner sort of thought, thought Vale had a good game plan, but we managed to overrun them in the second half. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, just this first half. And lots, lots of possession. Chaplin sort of right on the byline, wanting a penalty. If Maybe if he had the ball slightly un- <laughs> under more control, we might have got it. For me, I didn't. I didn't think that was for me. No, well, just, sorry, sir. I know. I, it's, yeah, don't it's the think second. The connection is great tonight, is it? No, I keep losing you. You keep dropping in and out. You kind of, yeah, the, the, the sound is coming and going. So I'll just discuss the, the Chaplin one. I didn't think it was a penalty. It's the second movement, isn't it? So the defender is strong, kind of easing him towards the line. But at the last minute, I think he realizes the Chaplin might wrap a, might wrap a boot round and keep the ball in play. And he gives him that 
extra little shove. And I think the I always look at the players, you know, and even Chaplin kind of just looked at the linesman and kind of went like that with his arms up. So I, if if that's one at the other end and Wolfenden does that to somebody and that's given, I think we'd be apoplectic, wouldn't we? So, yeah, it, it was a, a half-hearted appeal, but but not for me. Indeed. And then there's two minutes of added time at the end of the first half. I think Ian Westlake was saying that we were hoping for more, but ironically, it's then Port Vale that go and score, Seb. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it's it's one of those moments. I mean, Ben and Dave, I think we discussed it on the flagship show of Crystal Palace in 2000 under the lights with the nerves. And I referred to the Stockport game a few, a uh, couple of years before that when Magilton scores from range. And sometimes those nerves cause funny things to happen. And you have to give credit. It was a great strike, wasn't it? It was, you know, the, the ball comes across, he, he kind of takes a touch to set himself and then he absolutely wallops it into the bottom corner. Keeper, I don't think really has a chance. It was a great hit from the edge of the D and being Ipswich fans I think at that point we all kind of think oh no here we go we were all there for crew in 1999 etc you know we we know these kind of things can happen on run-ins and upsets can happen look what's happened to Sheffield Wednesday over the last few games but yeah uh, I think very much a kind of you know heart in mouth moment it was a great finish and it was the first shot on target in the game so to be fair you know it was a moment of quality from them they'd got in down that side once before early in the game the one we just discussed where Burgess makes the big kind of block from from uh, from plant and it was a great finish great hit and they didn't deserve it but you know we all know that teams come here frustrate us and if the, the worst thing you can do in these kind of scenarios is give a team like that something to hold on to we saw it when Lincoln came here when Cheltenham came here if their game plan is to frustrate and annoy and deny space if you give them something to hang on to straight away then you know their the, the tails are going to be up and it was a really good time to score for them right on the right on the on, on the stroke of half time um and i guess we were all a little bit nervous about what the uh, what the second half would bring yeah what were your overriding point might not be a bad result at that stage no, uh, not in this kind of game. No, not with these games coming up. If we had home games up against now against, you know, a Forest Green or somebody, then a point, you know, OK, we might take it because we're not doing amazing on the night. But there was no way I think we could afford to drop points tonight, given what we've got to come now. I mean, we were all talking about, you know, 11 points needed before kickoff for promotion. Everybody, I think, in the in the Telegram group was saying that tonight was a free hit. It was a it was a guarantee, wasn't it? There were a few more kind of not pessimistic voices amongst us, maybe realist voices amongst us, saying that you know sometimes funny results can get thrown up. But I, I don't think a point would have done any good for us at all tonight, especially at that point because Wednesday a two nil up going into half time. Plymouth were nil nil at that point, I think, going into half time, but. A point tonight would have done us no good whatsoever. Draws just kill you in this league. And even though we were one down on 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 half time, I, I certainly wouldn't have accepted a point at all. And also, you've you know the the way they've been playing, the faith you've got in McKenna, it would be very unlike us to have two poor halves. You know, I kind of had a bit of a bit of hope that you'd get them in at half time and either change something tactically or personnel wise. I thought the Dapo might come off at half time. We might see Hurst come back on to try and kind of re- reinvigorate that front line with with Chaplin and uh, uh, and Broadhead. I thought he might make some changes, and yeah, a point would have, would have done us no favors at all. So no, very much, you know, get back out there and let's take it to them. And Westlake kept making the point, didn't he, on the commentary that their blocks were becoming more desperate. They would tire. They wouldn't be able to keep this up. And thankfully, in the second half, that's kind of what started to happen. So yeah, no, we had to go straight back out there and really get back to it after halftime and, and, and full credit to McKenna for, you know, making a couple of changes at halftime to, to really get us back into the game. 
Yeah, he did. Do you want to through those those couple of changes there? Well, it was noticeable, wasn't it? Davis in the second half kind of stayed higher up the pitch and came very wide left to find some space. So I think the the the, the left the the right wing back slash stay at home right full back for for Port Vale was getting dragged out a little bit and suddenly we were finding a little bit more space in the box there was one moment where Ladapo kind of pinned his man and turned him well and kind of you know nothing came of it but we started just to find a couple of little openings that eventually kind of led to the, the equalizing goal absolutely yeah please please drop us a like on YouTube just for how well Seb is doing here to carry this podcast because <laughs> i think we're really struggling with my connection here aren't we seven your your answers are starting to get longer and longer and i know that you're doing that out of professionalism rather than anything else um but yeah shout out seven yeah please give us a like um thanks for those who who have already um so there's a flurry of corners at the start of the second half isn't there we definitely do come out the traps well as you say and the score updates start coming up on iFollow saying Bristol Rovers have scored. They've pulled a goal back against Sheffield Wednesday to make it 2-1. Then Shrewsbury have scored. My heart rate increased further. But then a moment of it changes the game, Seb. Yeah, very much so. I mean, yeah, like you say, at that point, the scores are coming in from elsewhere. So we're getting more and more excitable and things just weren't really clicking for us still. Although we had those couple of corners, there was still, you know, the weight of the pass wasn't always there. And, you know, sometimes slightly wrong decisions, balls were played behind people, but... 53, 54, 55 minutes, was it? And yeah, ball find, Burns finds some space finally to drill a ball in. This time he drills it, he put a few in to the far post, um, kind of floated ones that hadn't really worked out. This time he probably drills it. I thought it took a little bit of a nick off one of the Port Vale players when I saw it in real time. Uh, I've not seen it back, so I don't know if that's the case. And Broadhead gets across his man beautifully and just guides it home to the bottom corner. A lovely, lovely finish. Like I said, when you need to pay that, you know, that when you need those quality moments, we, we saw it with Marcus Stewart in the playoffs 23 odd yeah. years ago. You know, you pay big money for players. You expect them to deliver in big moments. And that's exactly what he does. You know, Burns drills the ball in. Broadhead gets across his man. Lovely finish. We all go crazy. Suddenly, Bristol Rovers have got one back. Suddenly, Plymouth are dropping points. Barnsley's still nil-nil. And we kind of think, right, here we go. And at this point, we will just blow them away. Indeed, yeah. Big big games, big players. But Vale then do successfully take the sting out of the game. I know I said that um, it changes the game. It obviously changes the scoreline. But Port Vale then did take the sting out of the game a little bit. They then brought on Ellis Harrison and I think... A few of us were thinking it was maybe inevitable that he was going to score. Um, then we bring Hurst on for Ladapo in the 62nd minute. I know we spoke, well, you spoke <laughs> about Ladapo earlier on in, in this show about it It maybe didn't work, but the start of the second half, um, he really did play his part, didn't he? Yeah, he's starting to find a bit of space and he does that thing so well where he can pin defenders and suddenly kind of turn them. I just think, you know, Hurst has come in from a Premier League side. You know, he's technically a level above Ladapo. I don't think that's unfair to say. And I guess because he's been the main striker during this incredible run, 
the likes of Chaplin and Broadhead. It must be very different if one of those pivotal three is suddenly removed for a different style of player. You know, sometimes Hurst will will press slightly better into the corners and the channels maybe and look to hold the ball up and involve the fullbacks. And Ladapo is much more of a kind of a, a, a central player and Hurst will drop slightly deeper. So I just thought the three were slightly unbalanced tonight. No real fault of, of Ladapo. I just think Hurst has been that main man now for, for so long that suddenly, you know, if you take one of those kind of pillar, one of those posts out of a, you know, it's, it's, it's going to naturally be slightly different. And as soon as Hurst came on, uh, you kind of sort of see the, the link-up play, I think, start to get a little bit slicker between Chaplin and Broadhead. And suddenly, you know, Hurst is... He's a big physical lump, isn't he? So he's, you know, he's got the touch and the awareness to bring others into play. And, and yeah, I, I just think he's that next level up. Ladapo did okay for the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, but Hurst is next level. And he, that's the reason you've brought him in. You know, we chased him all summer. He's come in, done really well. So had a little flurry of, of goals, but it's his link-up play and his ability to involve others that makes him crucial in the way that front three works. Yeah, and the way he occupies defenders as well, isn't it, Seb? Because he didn't actually have a huge amount of touches in that second half when he came on, really. But but just occupying that that back line, and we managed to get our other forwards into slightly better positions when he was on the pitch. Uh, Hall says, uh, morning from Melbourne. Anyone else's nerves starting to ramp up? They certainly <laughs> were tonight. Thank you very much for your $7.99 do um what do we call it? We don't call it a donation, do we, Seb? But <laughs> it's a, a very kind gift all the same. Yeah, thank you. Right. And like you say, yeah, the, heart, the, and, the uh, nerves are starting to ramp up. I'm not sure if Barnsley away a week tonight. I'm not sure my heart's going to be able to take that one. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I, 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 find, I think it's worse when you're watching on iFollow. What do you it's think? harder to gauge, isn't it? It's harder to to work out, you know, how the cam you're dependent totally on the camera angle. Sometimes there are things going on off the ball when you're at Portman or any football ground that you can't see on iFollow. And yeah, I have to admit, I didn't really enjoy following that one today on uh, uh, on iFollow. And I guess to be fair, Peterborough. Barnsley, they will not play the way that obviously Port Vale played tonight. You know, there's no chance of them sitting back with, you know, with with deep defences and stuff. Barnsley seemed very open at the back between the in the channels behind the fullbacks, and we know Peterborough are a very very attacking side. So, yeah, I guess tonight is a frustrating night. But those two games, they're big games. The nerves might be going, but they'll probably for us, hopefully, be slightly easier opposition to play against because they will try and try and take us on. Absolutely, and then. So Luongo, Luongo was getting in a lot down in that left channel, wasn't he? He um, crosses for Broadhead, but it's just slightly too high for him. He's unable to keep his header down. Then Luongo has a similar chance himself in the 70th minute after a nice little ball in from the right from Burns. Uh, Ian Westlake's pleading with Luke Wolfen to, to have a shot from 30 <laughs> Vincent Company style. And then, it, lo and behold, it does open up and he, he does have a crack, but... That one sells over the bar. I think Wolfen would be maybe a little bit disappointed with that one. Um, but by this stage, Port Vale really maximising the time-wasting. But then Carl Edwards comes on for Leif Davis in that attacking left-back position. Quite a bold move, that one, Seb. What was your initial thought when you saw that? It was. So, yeah, I kind of assumed that Clark would kind of come across to the left-back position and Edwards might go right-back. We've seen him play left-wing-back before, but never as an out-and-out left-back. But then, to be fair, at that point in the game, Davis was basically a left-winger, wasn't he? He had very little defensive duties to do because they were just kind of, you know, sitting back. So, I guess in that kind of scenario, then Edwards gives you that ability where he can 
drop a shoulder, go either way, you know, use a bit of skill to beat a man. And sometimes when you're facing a frustrating block that you just can't get through, you need that bit of directness and unpredictability. So, yeah, no issues with that. I was maybe a little bit surprised. It was Davis given his set-piece threat. Um, and with Evans out of the team, you don't necessarily have another recognisable kind of, you know, delivery from from corners in there. But, but yeah, the, something needed to change, and he is that. That's why mm. Edwards is still part of the squad and didn't go out in January. He's that maverick off the bench who you can look to turn to when things aren't going your way to produce that that moment of magic. And to be fair, I thought he got involved in the game as we expected him, as he, as he always does. You know, straight away, he's looking to take people on. He's lovely and direct. He's got great close control. He always drops a shoulder and can go outside the man or inside the man. And yeah, I thought he uh, I thought he started pretty, pretty strongly. And all I was worried about, we've seen with Edwards recently where we don't necessarily, he, he does well, but we kind of leave him out of the game a little bit and we focus down the yeah. other wing or the other parts of the pitch. And I was, I was worried that kind of same stuff might happen. Hmm. Yeah. So Ed, Edwards has come on in what is this the 18th of april wearing gloves and doesn't seem yeah, to have the right yeah. studs on either because he keeps slipping over however he does as you say make a positive positive impact and i think us winning the penalty does come from him with getting across it and then eventually the ball finds its way to harry clark seb can you try and explain this penalty for me please well, it's, yeah, I thought there was two in quick succession, wasn't it? So obviously it comes to Clark who puts a, the first ball in, I think it is. And that one I don't think was really much of a handball. It was hard to tell with that one. It comes back to Burns. He kind of whips it in. And then, yeah, the guy's arm is up and it is out and it is away from his body. It's the guy that scored the goal, isn't it? Is it Brenning? Yeah, what I can't remember his name is. But it's the guy that scored their yep. opening goal. It's the guy that scored their, their, their goal. And the arm is up and out. So therefore, you know, the ref took a while, I thought. It wasn't, you know, he didn't point to the spot straight away. So I was thinking maybe he's going to let that one go. But it was to finish points at the spot and then suddenly you're panicking because it's the 83rd minute our penalty record let's be honest this season hasn't been great at all Chaplin kind of had the ball in his hand and I kind of figured well surely after Sheffield Wednesday he's no longer on penalties and then of course Broadhead comes across and you know it's the the latest thing isn't it is that the deceptiveness where a, a, a different player will kind of take the ball to let the mind games of the opposition start and then at the last minute it's passed over to the nominated taker and Port Vale try and scuff up the, the penalty spot. I thought Chaplin was a bit silly the way he pushed that guy over. I thought that was a little bit, you know, I know you got a booking for it, but that was quite a forceful push. It wasn't just a shove and stuff. And you never know with a League One ref. Imagine if he'd have had a straight red for that and he suddenly misses, you know, yeah. three, three of the remaining four games. But Broadhead mm -hmm. puts the ball down. Big players, big moments, great penalty. I think it hits the side net on its way into the... Broad shoulders, yeah. I think it hits the side netting on its way into the uh, into the corner, and we all go absolutely crazy. My partner was upstairs; she was on the phone to somebody, and all she could hear was this loud expletive and me going "get in" from downstairs in the lounge. And yeah, suddenly we can all breathe easy because they'd offered very little attacking wise in the second half. I know they had Ellis Harrison on; they brought Matty Taylor on, so they had a a threat but you know in reality all we had to at that point then was sensible game management see the game out and we knew we were just about there and at that point Plymouth were still only drawing one all with Shrewsbury so it seemed to be almost the perfect night yeah it did didn't it Charlie D says great penalty Neil says be coolly taken it was wasn't it, it the, the, the technique for was... a long time that yeah Penalties basically non-existent. It been scuffed up that badly, but he just trusted his technique. 
that wasn't a nervous penalty at all. He just whipped it across the goalkeeper into that far corner. Really nicely taken. Um, McSaucepan says he watched it from the other side of the room. Um, I I fancied Broadhead to score. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to miss. Let's put it that way. How about you, Seb? Yeah, I think he was the coolest person in Portman Road at that point because, you know, he just looked absolutely fine, didn't he? He's confident. Obviously, they've had a chat amongst themselves after the various misses this season. He's now the new nominated taker and he doesn't let him get in his head. You know, you've got the the players scuffing up the penalty spot and stuff. He looks perfectly calm, perfectly collected and like you say, superb technique to fire it home across the keeper. And a big big moment, big player. And, you know, hopefully if in... Sorry, I lost you there. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. David Arthur says, uh, nice to see Broadhead back on the back on the score sheet, Seb. Um, hopefully yeah, this he, is the start he, of a run between now and the end of the season. Hopefully, but he only ever scores at Portman Road, doesn't he? So he's only got the Exeter game now to add to his tally. He, he doesn't score away from home, so it'd be great if he pops up at London Road or at Oakwell with a, with a strike. But so far, he's very much a Portman Road player, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Kev... Kev Hansen says 1.5 million reasons why we got him. <laughs> Minty, lovely. Um, David Bergen, it's two from three now for the for for the autos. Yeah, I think a lot of people have written Barnsley off after tonight. It was always yeah. going to be a tough, ask, difficult run in, and they're going to point towards that um, game that was called off on the 25th of March, aren't they? Yeah, because they were they were flying like a like a steam train at that point were they we were in great form as well obviously but there's no chance we were going to go there without burns and uh and broadhead so yeah i mean they, they i think they're out of it now what are they six points behind us they've still got the game in hand over wednesday obviously but it's against us so yeah i, I think they probably have to accept now that they're in for the playoffs we've given ourselves a little bit of wiggle room now we can afford a slip you know a, a point to oakwell suddenly is is absolutely fine for what we need to do and yeah, like David said, it's down to us, Plymouth, and Wednesday for the for the top two. I think personally, Plymouth it seems to be written in the stars. I I just I've never known a side have. I guess the more they do it, me and Rich discussed it on I think the pre-match show for them. The more they bang ones in from thirty yards and whatever, it becomes less luck and more you know maybe maybe just just muscle memory and and, and patterns of play. But I've never known a side have so many late winners, deflected equalizers, deflected winners lose their best players and just somehow keep going, I think, in the next couple of weeks. And given their running now, is quite straightforward. I think three of their last four are at home and there's nothing for them to really worry about in terms of opposition. I mean, I've got it here. They're playing Cambridge, Bristol Rovers and Burton at home park and they're away at Port Vale. So I think Plymouth now are going to get one of those slots and we're kind of in a shootout for, for the other one, be it that or the title. Yeah. Port Vale might be tough. But they they don't draw games, do they? So they're gonna they're gonna lose one. Um, and it's the last day of the season. We've so got you know. the end of the game here, haven't we, Seb? Um, let's let's bring a man that was in the lowest of standing into the it's Mr. Richwood. How are your nerves during that one, Rich? Fine, mate. Better than my internet connection. <laughs> I, so. I know you guys take the piss out of me. I might swear quite a lot, by the way, guys. Apologies in advance if people are offended by foul and abusive language. Um, P.S. Keep those super chats coming. We'll donate all that money to Mikey's internet service provider, which is absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> so thank you, David Berg, and keep that coming. Um, yeah, 
so I've had the piss taken out of me for for the last maybe two months because I'm not going to get ahead of myself about chanting about promotion and league titles and so on. But I, I'm the calmest man at halftime. You know, it's it's not going as we planned, but it was always going to be a weird one tonight. And you've got to trust the process, guys. And uh, the, the tactic in the first half was give the ball to Broadhead. We didn't do it well enough. So McKenna's halftime team talk was give the ball to Broadhead more. And it worked. You know, I games like tonight are why we need to get out of this godforsaken league, isn't it? <laughs> not fun, not enjoyable. No. A lot of credit for Port Vale, by the way. You know, three players suspended, I think it was. One of them got rescinded. New coach came in, clearly very astute, knew what he was doing. We just had to be patient, but I trusted the process. I trusted the fact we are a post-broadhead team now, and it makes all the difference. Um, I think you guys have talked about Ladapo and Hurst. I think in hindsight, McKenna would probably not do that, knowing what he knows now. I mm. think I think the one thing that I think I walking home I was thinking about was the fact that Ladapo and Hurst in terms of initiating the press and chasing down the defender. I think they do it very differently. And I think Hurst doesn't withdraw so much down the pitch. Ladapo does. He goes searching for the ball. Hurst is much more patient, quite likes hanging around up front, even though he's not necessarily in the action. And in doing so, it creates space for the likes of Chaplin and um, Broadhurst. And Is it Broadhurst? Because now Telegram have confused Broadhurst, Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Broadchest, Broad yeah, and and I think uh, uh, Freddie's intentions were Broad good, shoulders. but, posi- but posi- positionally, I think it just created a little bit of confusion tonight. And I think, I think McKenna probably that's one thing that maybe in hindsight he would have done. But I was calm to answer your question, Mikey. I I knew that it was going to be a tough one for Port Vale to sustain because they we were shooting towards the north stand, but you withdraw so far you are going to concede chances you're going to concede set pieces admittedly the goal came the first goal came from a lovely move and the the winner's a penalty that's incidental for me we deserved it tonight um and it's just a shame that other teams let us down by scoring <laughs> last minute buddy winners it's in the stars for them i, I think yeah. we have to applaud oh, them and say now, fair, isn't it? fair play you, you you've done amazingly to stay up there with the the so-called bigger boys of us and sheffield wednesday and yeah, if they get top two, they should be applauded by everybody in the division because it's a yeah an absolutely superb achievement. They've done really, really well. So what was the feeling like? A little question from me, if you if you can hear me. If we can hear you, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just join in the chat. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> Clem, Fa- Clem Fandango, could you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could hear you. Yes, yeah, I miss the um, I miss the Clarky <laughs> fist bump. I was just going to ask me here, how many. Oh, good man. How how many times have we conceded? How no? How many times have Plymouth or Sheffield Wednesday now scored when we've chanted "Stand up if you top the league"? Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that pissed me off. Yeah, it really. I was like seeing that at full time. You numpties. Yeah, I. <laughs> Just save it, guys. I, I I know it's exciting and all that kind of stuff. And this is where I flip reverse from being all pragmatic and calm at halftime and thinking we're going to get back into this. And as soon as those chants start, it's kind of just ugh, inevitable. But 96 minutes, I mean, it when it, yeah, as C London says, you got, 
I, I, do they deserve it? I guess they probably do. Yeah, I they do. Of... Across, across the season, they do. Yeah. The season, it doesn't. Forty-six games doesn't lie. Yes, they've had exceptional luck. I mean, I, I think I sat here a few weeks ago and I said Exeter away and Shrewsbury away in quick succession, they will drop points because Shrewsbury were playing really well at that point. Some of the best defensive stats in the league. Exeter was a derby. They're amazing at home park. They're not that amazing on the road. And look, they've won one with a deflected effort and they've won one in the 96th minute. And, you know, like we said on the pre-match show for Plymouth, the more they do it, the less it becomes luck and the more it becomes fitness and tactics and patterns of play. And yeah, fair play to them. Reminds me of Norwich. We used to bemoan Norwich doing that under Lambert, didn't we? And it becomes a habit, doesn't it? And it's just annoying that, you know, teams like Shrewsbury and Bristol Rovers seem to turn up other times they're like i'll add them to the list of shit houses like cambridge who kind of turn up just to piss us off and don't do the job against anyone else but but i'm I, we're about half an hour in so it's all right i can swear a little bit and it's it's, it's nearly 10 30 as well so apologies in advance if people don't like my fruity language but i've dashed here and i'm a bit excited if i'm honest <laughs> away days are great but there's nothing quite like home comforts the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage with mc delivery you win Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lovely. Ju- Julian T says pitch being watered just before kickoff was a mistake. Fast surface, but maybe a little bit too slippery. Is that, Could that yeah. have contributed to why we were a little bit nah. sloppy in possession in the first half, perhaps? I don't think so. I, so the, the issue that we've got tonight is that Paul Valor are going to sit, and it's a, it's a back 10, isn't it, basically? I mean, it's back 11 almost. Two, two really you know, tight lines. They forced us back. And ultimately, we had Burgess and Wolfenden halfway in their half, and there is only so much space in Portman Road. It's not like Port Vale's n- crazy wide pitch where essentially you can try and force those overlaps and double up on people. Port Vale, I think one of you guys said went man to man. I think maybe Ian Westlake mentioned it. So I think the issue for us was the fact that 
we possibly weren't brave enough when we had the ball in those positions. Wolfenden, ball at his feet, generally, you know, there's a few moments in the second half where it's like, I've been, you know, I've been told by McKenna, I need to bump, bomb forward into the space. But there's a, there's a point where you're going to hit against a white brick wall of shirts and you have to go sideways. And I think that inevitably leads to missed passes or poor Vale players getting a boot in and knocking it away from us. And I think we just had to maintain our patience and trust that at some point Port Vale would make a mistake or they would tire. And I think that's what happened. So um, I wouldn't read too much into the watering of the pitch. I think we wanted it to be nice and slick anyway to try and help us speed the game up. Indeed, yeah. Uh, Neil Perks has donated another £3.50 towards um, New Broadband to me down here in <laughs> deepest, darkest, deep car. <laughs> Nathan Broadband, I think somebody said um, earlier on <laughs> the chat, which is very nice. <laughs> as long as it's fibre broad, broadband, that's all we want, Broadhurst, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, just... I mean, how am I showing up now rich would it be worth me ducking out of out of the live and just controlling the buttons it's a little bit iffy if we're honest mikey yeah maybe seb host it that'll be yeah. interesting all right i'm gonna bid farewell to everyone um cheers for seeing thanks, us through the first half everyone. mikey um, thanks, thanks for mate. bearing with me and um i'll duck out cheers lads <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> right seb i've i've always what well, well, all right first off let's swap us around right everyone this is an experiment we're going to give seb his first go of hosting the pod enjoy i have no idea what i'm doing i have no idea what buttons to push i, I haven't got a clue, oh, i can so. push the buttons that's all right well Manage let's talk, expectations. have we done the results from elsewhere tonight Has no Mikey we were just those... we just wrapped up our game what yeah. just quickly before we do that what was it like at full time i assume amazing because i had to log off to come up here obviously i assume phenomenal atmosphere at full time singing outside the ground as we'd all uh, expect i don't know because i had to dash here because mikey's internet was shit so oh, i missed, I missed, a, I missed out on it everyone what For a you. hero you are what a hero yeah, i wanted to contribute to the chat and um it was i mean the atmosphere was fine there was definitely moments where it, it it got a bit i think again looking at watching the game from as i do i can understand that it's going to be frustrating tonight i, I think there was moments where we would have hoped for a bit more movement off the ball yep. and i think a lot of people kind of got suckered into thinking that we weren't playing particularly well i just think we were frustrated and that kind of it, there was definitely a sense of that, but it didn't get too bad. I think there was a lot of good efforts, particularly the North Stand Lower, to pressure the referee to sort out the time wasting. Oh, it was um, a joke, fact, wasn't it? it was, the fact yeah. the keeper got booked so early was a problem because the referee was never, ever going to give him a second one, and he was definitely asking for it. And I think the crowd did their bit for that. But once the goals went in, particularly the, obviously the second goal, um, the atmosphere definitely shifted, and uh, all the non, no, all the nonsense chants that tempt fate and went against us but yeah atmosphere was good good numbers um good numbers from port Vale as well the, i think yeah, seemed for seem us to say they brought like 200 it looked like Th- double that 300 to me. 300 apparently yeah i yeah. thought it was really really impressive and we know it's a trek down there on a tuesday night and obviously their their season is you know they've been on a horrendous run of form three first teamers suspended i guess maybe the new yeah. manager might have made manager. a slight difference but but yeah i thought that was really impressive we've seen some sides turn up on a saturday you know with less than less than 100 fans so fair play to them i thought that was quite impressive should we jump into the the chat and see what we've got um I'm, i think mikey is still there but i'm going to do some bits and pieces i think graham's our native plymouth fan um apologies graham if i keep getting that wrong but 
Plymouth won 10 away matches, presumably not in a row, Graham, but all of us... Said... Because I, I said they weren't amazing away from home park. Yeah. I said it was very their home form, which was, you know, keeping them really up there. But yeah, fair play. Like we say, we, we, we applaud you because, yeah, to be, what is it, 42 games in at this stage is phenomenal, especially given the fact that, you know, Whitaker goes... Cooper has his injury. Scar was out for a period of time. It's been a, a, a phenomenal effort and you fully deserve to finish second behind us. Rob, adding some colour on Shrewsbury's predicament. Um, am I missing something? What's the what's they the did, they, That's because I said they deserve to finish second behind us and I oh, thought I you'd see. have a go. I, I thought you'd shout at me for it. No, yeah, Shrewsbury only had well. four players on the bench tonight. They, they, their squad is absolutely decimated. So yeah, maybe that had a, had, had a factor, but you know, Plymouth doing Plymouth things, I think is the best way to describe it. Uh, Norman's, yeah, this is something that I think all of us are probably worrying a little bit about now. I don't think um, Norman's, um, for those listening again on the podcast, can you see Exeter Fleetwood having the same game plan? I mean, there's some lessons definitely to be learned for those two sides. I guess motivation's a factor at this point. I think Exeter's season is as good as done now. They've got some opportunity to... The kingmakers, you called them, didn't you? Yeah, I did, but they bottled it against Plymouth. (laughs) Hello, Exeter fans. I'm just on one tonight. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) I haven't even had a beer. Um, so they've missed out the opportunity. That was their kind of big game, wasn't it? Their derby game. And I kind of feel like now that's out of the way and they haven't taken a chunk out of Plymouth that really it's going through the motions and looking forward to another season at this level. Um, Fleetwood. I, yeah. yeah. I think we, I think Fleetwood, I'd expect maybe Seb to try these strategies. Maybe, but then again, they're at home. I mean, yeah, Scott Brown would love to cause an upset, I assume, on the last day of the season. But at that point, you know, we'll know exactly what needs to happen. And I just think that momentum might well kind of carry us through. It might be something that we're able just to get, you know, out ahead of. I mean, we've got these efforts exactly. coming up. Look at all this. We've got too many Blue Monday contributors now, Ben. <laughs> it's Ben Bloom in the car, in the, in the in the dodgy car. You're not driving, are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You're not driving, though, are you? Um, I'm driving in a straight line on the A14. In the- oh, Ben, I can't, I can't allow this. This is not safe. My nerves, my nerves are shredded. It's not been fun, is it? I, I'm not sure I can allow Ben to join the call on the video, guys. Um, this is my work, health and safety plan kicking in. I will bid you all farewell and look straight into the distance. And yeah, well done, Plymouth, 96 minutes. Yeah, you bastards. <laughs> Safe traveling, Ben. Layers. Bye. Blimey. It's all gone rogue, rogue tonight. tonight. Everyone, Absolute you're getting good value. Chaos. Getting value. I'm just going to join the. I'm just going to join the video call in my car. But yeah, let's move it on, shall we? Um, Neil, surprised Wolfen didn't, didn't try more shots. Yeah, I think Wolfen and this was my thought. I, th- I think someone mentioned the words Vincent Company, didn't they? I think my in you. Westlake said it in commentary. Oh, he said he? sometimes in a, in a game like this, you need that moment where the, the center half is striding out from the back and they've got so much space in front of them. Sometimes it's worth a crack. He said it about 10 minutes before Wolfenden had that effort that it wasn't that close. You know, the one that kind of flied high and high and wide to the keeper's left. So, yeah, I mean, they were him and Burgess were finding themselves in such space, weren't they, on the edge of the box. But every time we did what we do, where we try and find that extra pass to go wide, to try and, you know, get in, get in behind the fullback and whip the crossing. I, if I'm McKenna, I'm giving Wolford and shooting training because I think there will be moments where teams just let him have the ball and actually he could catch some teams out off, off guard. I think Morsey, Morsey and Wolford seemed to me the, the players that were were having the ball and probably 
could have been or might have been a bit braver with their choices. But again, Port Vale just sticking bodies behind the ball. And was yeah. he had a shot, didn't he? Decent shot that I think was deflected for a corner in the first yeah. half. Wolverine had one that was kind of skied wide a little bit. But there was a mo- there was an opportunity there, as Neil says, for, for Wolfie. Um, Kev, interesting thought. Port Vale might be a problem for Plymouth at home. They just won't lie down. Yeah, I mean, go on, Seb. You, you look not, incredulous. It's, it's the last game of the season. It's the final day. Oh, let's so, go down to the last day. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but at that point, like, like if we, you know, if us and Plymouth simply have to win to guarantee top two, I think the momentum would carry us through. You know, I, 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 I couldn't see them having done amazingly well in the season. I'd be amazed if staggered if they threw it away on the last day somehow. You know. Uh, Brad asks, "Do I do I do the podcast standing up? I do. You notice me taking my shoes off there to try and." professionalism is is getting my face in the middle of the shot for you guys and lining up with seb so i was taking my shoes off so i wasn't too high but yeah i have a stand-up desk so because uh, i work from home and um, a lot of people enjoying the swearing a lot of people enjoying mikey's contribution mikey's still with us by the way if you get your reset your your router mikey maybe you'll have a few extra time something to think about but i could still see him there um what else have we got? Um, Gary just got in. Phew, what a result. Yeah, a lot of people, I'm sure, thinking about that. Noel Baker asks results from elsewhere. Should we do that now? I think Mikey might have kindly uploaded that. Yeah, we've got them ready to go. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk us through them, Seb? I mean, we've we yeah, mentioned so Plymouth already. but We know Plymouth and we know we know what Wednesday ended up doing. Obviously, 2-0 up at half time, and then Rovers pulled one back very early on, I thought, in the second half. And we thought maybe there's a chance there, but they, they hung on and saw out the win. So the top three all got results tonight. Peter warmed up for Saturday's game with a win at Accrington. Clark Harris scored again, so he's pulled one goal further ahead of, uh, of Chaplin in the race for the Golden Boots. And Lincoln completed their amazing record against the top four sides unbeaten was it three wins five draws i think against the top the top five so barnsley now would you agree are out of the autos and have to settle for a playoff position do you agree with that yeah we'll put the league table up in a second but i think probably it does yeah yeah okay and uh, yeah, like we said top three or one it would have been amazing had plymouth dropped points or if when if if rovers had pulled the second one back against wednesday but the important thing is we won we needed 11 points before kickoff eight to go move on to the next one all the cool kids won 2-1 tonight seemingly that was the result for everyone wasn't it charlton bounced back after saturday where the one nil is well bolt i burton got a point against bolt didn't spot that one yeah 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 bolt um, won nil up quite early on um let's have a look at the league table shall we uh there it is it could have been so much nicer but Seb, nearing the 90 point mark as well but look at that how tight is that yeah um, so we've now overtaken the finishing tote tally from 99 2000 that was 87 i think wasn't it so yeah four games to go these two huge away games at peterborough and barnsley and then exeter and fleetwood and we discussed i don't know if you were on the on the call we discussed plymouth running is pretty straightforward now three of the last four are at home i think it was cambridge and burton and somebody else wednesday have got a uh obviously they've only got three games to play they've got exeter at Hillsborough, Shrewsbury away, and then a, a kind of a, a showdown with Derby on the last day of the season, recreating their showdown from a couple of years ago where it was winner stays up. So potentially, maybe if something is needed on that last day and they're still in the race, then we might be looking to David McGoldrick to do us a favour again. But <laughs> we can't ask for any more, can we? You know, 88 points no. from 42 games played is absolutely phenomenal. Any other year, we're probably celebrating the title tonight, let's be honest. But it's the way it is this year. All we can do is keep going and... The run continues and now we have these two huge away games where it'll be very different football to what we faced against the likes of Cheltenham and Port Vale. It's two sides that should come out and attack us and hopefully that'll work to our advantage. Uh, 
Yeah, I wonder that one of the, again, one of the idle thoughts as I was walking up the hill as well as what is tonight would have taken a lot out of the players, wouldn't they? I'm not sure Clark was necessarily still 100%. We talked about him maybe having a knock from Saturday. Broad, uh, what is it? Broad, uh, broad church, broad, broad brand, church. broad bean. It's broadhead. Broadhead, thank you. Um, as played the majority of the game. Chaplin's played the whole game. Burns has played the whole game, I think, as well. Obviously, we kept Hurst a little bit fresher, but that's a bit of big effort tonight, Seb. Yeah, but Davis came off as well, didn't he? About sort of, was it 70 minutes or so? So he's had a bit of a rest. Hurst came on, he's had a bit of a rest. So I think when you're winning, it's probably much easier to suddenly get yourself, you know, fit for games and and making yourself available. You know, I guess when you're in this kind of run of form, you just want to play as much as possible and play as many games as you can. So yes, they might be knackered, but hopefully the 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 momentum and the the buzzing atmosphere in that dressing room at full time will will carry them through to the next one and we've got a bit of a gap now you know it's it's i know it's the weekend but you know we've got a few days day off tomorrow train wednesday travel travel friday uh, train thursday travel friday and go again uh, at this point they're so fit aren't they all they'll have to do is, is kind of tied over with the uh with, with the with the training it'll be minimal stuff working on shape and patterns of play and set pieces and the training will be very very light between now and the end of the season won't it Look who's back, back again. It doesn't look good for him, though. It doesn't, does he? Yeah. It does not. <laughs> he's he's bold that he's put himself in the frame. Go on, Mikey, speak to us. No. no it's Mikey. like being on the phone to somebody abroad in the 1990s where there was a massive delay. I remember your dad going to America I've for work. The, uh, the league table, if you'd like. We've done the league table, mate. <laughs> Mikey, leave us to it, mate. Call it a night. We appreciate you, but we've got it covered. Don't worry. He's gone. He's gone. Brilliant. Professionalism is, <laughs> and that is what we want. And I need to try it. There's the right background. Right, let's go jump back into the chat. Apologies, everyone. Um, <laughs> we are professional, trust me. A um, lot of chat about Plymouth again. Um, Neil here, um, a lot to contend with. Bounce back after getting smashed by Bolton. Yeah, and I think that's... And the, the defeat to Lincoln as well could have been yeah. a massive spanner in the works, you know, to lose at home park where they've been imperious. That could have really set them off. But to be fair, yeah. Exeter away at Derby, they've won it. Shrewsbury, they've won it late on. And yeah, I I think I could see them taking maximum points now from the remaining four. Let's talk about us more. Rob, um, for me, it was a great win tonight. Showed true character to dig in, win the hard way from behind against the stubborn team. Shows promotion form that. Yeah, I was just wondering, Seb, the last time we came from behind to win a game. Can you remember that? Anyone help us out in the chat? It's been so good recently. I'm struggling. We haven't needed to, have we? But no, because we've we've I... been in control at half time in the vast majority of games for the last two and a half months or so. I guess we showed a bit of character away to Cambridge with the penalty save, and then the yeah, no, it was only a draw, yeah. yeah but we showed a same little with bit Portsmouth, of character. Same Portsmouth, same with Portsmouth two two two, yeah. But no, I can't. I can't off the top of my head think of the last time we were behind. Somebody in the chat will will tell us. I'm sure the last time we yeah, were behind and came from behind to win a game. I can think of a few. We've come from behind to draw. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, to draw, but but not being in a in a, in a losing position to win a game. Yeah, late so. wins aren't necessarily a McKenna thing, are they? We don't. No, because normally we're in such yeah. such control, aren't we? We're, we're normally yeah. half time, two goals ahead, and you know, come 60, 70 minutes, it's three goals ahead, and we can start resting players, which kind of kills the game off. So. Gary, really annoyed with Vale's tactics. Substitutions made were excellent. Um, I mean, fair play, poor Vale. Uh, yeah, there's no point in them coming to us and trying to take us on. You know, that's the, the, they'd have got absolutely handed to them. They, they saw us absolutely destroy Charlton at the weekend. So, you know, the new manager, three suspended first-teamers, I think they were limited by what they could do tonight. And if that's the game plan, then fair play. It's up to us to try and, you know, break it down. 
Uh, Mark, hi, gay. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> Late to the party. Tried to merge the words to get there. Enjoyed that. Um, Broadhead quietly but confidently took the ball off Chaplin and said, This is mine. Yeah, I think that was always like, I think you called out the. This big strategy about avoiding big the moment, but yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Michael Burgess has a better shot than the Wolfie. Oh, I'm not sure, Michael. I'm not sure. I think I've seen Burgess clatter a few into the upper tier of the South End before, but yeah, both of the defenders maybe should score a few more, particularly from the set pieces. It's some, not something we've really talked about, said, but both have got height, haven't they? And um, Burgess yeah. has scored a few, hasn't he? Maybe it's time for Wolfie. I keep calling a Clark long ranger, but maybe it's time for a Wolfie tap in from a corner maybe i don't know maybe saturday's the time for that one uh james b never gonna be an easy game a hard worker yeah earned that one definitely um uh, matthew the ground stuff we're discussing the penalty spot afterwards looking at the state of it yeah more shithousery yeah that's what they do um where else have we got here um Tim, our mate Tim, uh, no shot, true grit to grind out the result when a few players off the boil. Huge result that we wouldn't have probably achieved prior to January signings. Yeah, pre and post broad, yeah. broadhead feels like this, the, the stuff that we talk about on this pod quite a lot. But, um, Seb, what's your name again? Yep. But it feels true, isn't it? And we you talked about it a lot tonight. But in these moments, that's where you rely on a Welsh international, someone you bloody love. Someone I bloody love being a fellow countryman, apparently, in your eyes. Uh, yeah, you need those players to drag you across the line, don't you? That's, that's what you pay the money for, to turn up in the big moments that matter. He looked cool as hell on the... Uh, only on iFollow, so he looked cool as hell for that penalty. I, I wasn't concerned about him missing it. I know our record's been pretty crap this season from the penalty spot. I was a bit concerned when I saw it in Chaplin's hands, thinking, oh, you've missed two this season. It's, it's a big pressure moment, but... I thought Broadhead looked absolutely cool as a cucumber and the technique to pop it into the side netting on its way to the corner was just phenomenal. So, yeah, no, fair play. And we, uh, for those folk who have, are just joining us right now, and there's great numbers, so we'll keep going as long as, as, long as folk stick around with us. Even the first goal was tasty, wasn't it? Kind of yeah. um, Hurst at uh, Bolton-esque. I'd yes, it. yeah, not yeah, closer in, and yeah, maybe maybe a maybe, maybe a slightly easier effort than Hurst, but yeah, same principle. So lovely drilled in ball. Did I, I thought on I follow? I've not seen a replay. I thought on I follow the ball in from Burns deflected off one of the Port Vale's player before it reached Broadhead. Mm. In which case, it's an even better finish. But that might just be my crappy I follow feed playing tricks on my mind. But either way, it was a great finish from him to get across his man and you know kind of steer it into the corner. And yeah, at that moment, we were we, although we started the second half well, me and Mikey were trying to discuss it given his internet um we, we kind of started reasonably okay with a few a few corners in quick succession in the second half but yeah as soon as that moment went in we kind of all thought right here we go i didn't see any deflections on any okay. bit of that it, it could well have been my dodgy i, I follow feed and i think you guys have spoken about the double handball i think the first one i think was harsh there was one yeah, first before one for it me as well. wasn't yeah first one for me wasn't second one it's up isn't it it's up and away yeah, from his body yeah, so yeah, yeah by, by the letter of the law then that has to be that has to be a penalty but that's uh, again pay credit to the to the to the team right we kept going and the trouble with this strategy of sticking and 11 men behind the ball and camping in your own 18 yard box is you're gonna invite balls into the box we were crossing it a lot it just takes one mistake like that to give us an opening and that's the deficiency with this strategy or at least it's the deficiency of the strategy now we've got the quality players to deal with it i thought carl edwards made a difference coming on he was trying to get balls in the box as well injecting a bit of pace down the left hand side and and that's the difference to rewind you know 5 months 4 months ago when we just ran out of ideas now yeah. we're more patient but we also have better players yeah. to try and find those moments and 
if you're relentless, if you keep banging on the door, eventually the team will open it for you. They can't psychologically. It must be so frustrating to play against us because we don't sit back. We keep yeah, going. Rel- we keep relentless. going. Don't we? And, and then you look put, across you look across at the bench and you see Ladapo going off to be replaced by George Hurst and think, Christ, I've been, you know, about to be on my game against someone like Ladapo for the first 70 minutes and suddenly they, you're bringing on a Premier League, you know, loaned in striker. So yeah, heads yep. would naturally drop at that point as well, wouldn't they? Yep. Uh Zorak, if Plymouth um, and us win on Saturday, we'll both have one more point than Wigan and Rotherham did respectively at the end of last season yeah it's a it's a crazy year isn't it like i said 88 points tonight in most normal seasons we're probably celebrating promotion tonight at portman road but this is the way it is this year we'll save it for your birthday eh that's what we're going to do <laughs> that um, would be nice i'm just going to put the stats up as well just to confirm what we all saw with our eyes uh, in case folk don't believe it let me just remove the comment there uh, very quickly 70 just the 70 percent possession said it felt like more XG suggesting maybe that their keeper wasn't forced into too many saves. I think that's fair, isn't it? It's fair. Yeah, there's no shots on target in the first half, were there? Um, big chances, only one. Um, maybe that's the penalty, to be fair. 16 shots, though. Um, accurate passes, 417 to 100. <laughs> um, only one offside, 10 corners. Um, that really tells the story, doesn't it? But maybe, again, without Broadhead, the, the lack of clear-cut chances tonight. There wasn't much from Chaplin. There wasn't no, much wasn't, from Ladapo. There wasn't that. much from Hurst, to be honest. Both of them had headers that they should have done better with, shouldn't they? But yeah, um, I, I, I think you've alluded to, we shouldn't necessarily expect similar experiences for the rest of the campaign. Just going to go back to the chat for a few more minutes um, and then we'll look ahead to Peterborough. Um, Rob, give it, we're getting all the insights from other other games. Um, Famer injured. Um, for Scored the Wednesday second tonight. for him, didn't he? Yeah, got the second goal. So I assume it was from a set piece being a defender. But if he's gone off injured, that could be a, that could be a plus for us. And was, um, I think Graham, our, our, our Plymouth mate, also said that Bristol Rovers had a goal disallowed as well. Were you aware of that? No, I, I missed that one if they did. Okay. Uh, Ross just got in from Portman Road. Wow, what a gritty comeback. Um, James giving us three love hearts um, straight back at you there. Uh, Jamie Souza, Massimo Luongo, a close second for man of the match tonight. He was phenomenal. Another great performance. And again, sir, rewind a few months. Um, do we do we have the grit, the determination, as the guys have said on the chat, to turn and grind this result out? I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, Evans, obviously, good for those crossfield diagonals which is good yep. for a knocking defenses but it's luongo's diligence isn't he just determined to get stuck in and also runs at the opposition maybe a little bit more than evans does is that fair yeah t- tenacious gets i thought he got forward quite a lot tonight especially in the channels he was kind of in that inside left channel quite a bit and he had that effort at the near post i think when he was in the right hand side of the box so yeah i mean we've discussed the january signings he was the box ticking one that we kind of thought all right makes sense he's a bit of midfield cover for evans and morsey and dominic ball and then yeah he's been absolutely vital absolutely incredible hopefully he gets another at least another year with us because he, he morsey's game has moved on to a new level with him alongside him he adds physicality he adds tenacity he adds a bit of nous and experience in the middle and yeah he's very much up there with with he's probably tied i think with, with broadheads the the headline maker because of the goals naturally the goals and the assists and stuff but the signing of luongo has been absolutely crucial he's definitely out there with for me with with broadhead as being the, the most crucial one given what he's brought to the team and the the players around him and let's not forget clark as well obviously probably a little bit not necessarily fully fit i'd su- suggest yeah he, not his he went off didn't he, on saturday yeah he went off on saturday didn't he halfway through the or maybe quite early on in the second half i think it was so i don't know if he's carrying a a knock or something 
maybe uh, maybe so but see london clark g1 the way he's driving forward and who's this guy mikey pentis michael sorry michael pentismith uh, clark will score the winner from distance at barnsley there's a prediction for you there uh, if that James. happens scenes limbs scenes. as the kids say i think is it limbs the kids say you you know what the kids say. You're one of them. Limbs so hum- humble. Limbs in the away end. If that limbs happens, in the you're on the floor. It's Derby away all over again. James back again. We were good tonight. Needed to get more balls in the box. Yeah, um, but gritty performance. The world keeps coming back, doesn't it? Um, grind out the result. Yeah, that's what folks keep saying. Uh, Zorak highlighting uh, of our 16 shots, only two on target. Uh, the two goals, perhaps um, indi- indicative of maybe the the struggles we had to forge proper chances. Um, <laughs> Norman, to be fair, their keeper filled the goal. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, Woodward mused, Woodward quipped. Uh, he had one stone on the back of his shirt, and I said, "Yeah, you need to lose one stone, mate." <laughs> oh, was, did everyone around you applaud? Every, everyone, everyone applauded. Everyone <laughs> clapped. Yeah, but uh, we were counting. Um, well, I haven't done this for a while. We were counting the seconds for the goalkeeper to take goal kicks and throw in tonight to help the referee out because the six. It's not a rule, rule anymore. It's not. A rule. It's still in the rule book, as far as I no, think. No, it's it, not. It went years ago. I think it's an urban myth that it's been taken out. It's just not enforced. So the crowd were counting tonight. Um, I thought proof. that went years ago. No, look it up, mate. Look it up in your contract. Um, Kyle, um, evening, gents. Just strolled in tonight. It was the sort of game where you have to dig deep and show how much you want it. Broadhead worth every blooming penny. Oh, yes. Quite right. Um, Cure uh, eight. Uh, longer, way ahead of Evans, I think, on current form, obviously. Um, but uh, different midfielders said for different needs. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised Evans moves on in the summer, if I'm oh, being honest. Oh. You know, second. Well, no, but second year running. Not, not really. I mean, second year running, he's not been able to. Kind of, you know, play the play the second half of the of the season, and I think Don Ball was probably signed that if he hadn't been injured, he'd have been the starting midfielder with Morsey. Evans did brilliantly when he came in at the start of the season for those first four or five months, but I think I think a more physical player, so a Dominic Ball or a or a Luongo alongside Morsey, gets more out of Morsey. And whilst Evans is great from his set pieces and he's great with those big switch diagonals out to out to the fullbacks, I I just think perhaps he might be one if we go up that falls by the wayside in the summer. Wow, there you go, everyone. Um, Is that that controversial? I don't think it's that controversial. Absolute scenes here at 5 to 11 um, from Seb Brown. Completely, I don't know what's happened. No, I've gone crazy. A player that's barely featured for the the second half of the season, who is probably out of contract relatively soon, I'm saying should move on, yeah. What's um, gotten into me? I think he's still one of the highest stat scorers on foot mob for midfielders, actually. That's the real quiz, to be fair. Yeah, never never mind Luongo's one goal (laughs) conceded and 10 matches one in a row, whatever it is. Yeah, the real quiz is the foot mob stats. Brilliant. Wow. It's turned rather sour, everyone. And such a good night as well for everyone. Um, descent in the ranks. Um, you bring it out of Bring back, bring back, yeah. bring back Penty Smith. Bring him back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone who's um, giving us love on Facebook, by the way. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Do subscribe as well. Plenty more content, maybe better content than this, if we're honest. This is maybe our to our usual high standards, but we're having fun. Nevertheless, Ian Wallace is with us. Hello, Ian, my fellow... Women's Official Supporters Club Committee member PR must stop singing. We are top of the league. It only spurs on Plymouth to score again in added time. If only we had that control, eh, him, but it tempts fate, definitely. Um, Norman um, suggesting Clark had maybe issues with his back. Um, Stephen Latimer, I, can, I can't I can take 
this anymore. So tense, but great to be in the promotion race. Um, shame Peter Robanzian on Sky, but I follow. Um, and maybe possibly a watch along next Tuesday night. We'll figure that one out if people want that or whether that's Aren't you just... the only Blue Monday team member not there? I might be there. Yeah, not... Yeah, I'll f- I think the rest of us me. are all there, well, so you might be doing a watch along on your own. I'll just speak to myself and <laughs> it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll just rock back and forth, rock back and forth. Um, but we will definitely figure out some shows next week and keep a lookout for that one as well. Worth plugging as well that the pre-match show for Peterborough will be um, Friday night live with Ben and I. Hopefully we'll have rebooted our routers and everything will be stable at that point. But join us on Friday night to talk about the big one at Peterborough that's not a derby on Saturday. And the flagship show will be back on Sunday evening, usual time, 8 p.m. live as well. Do get involved in the chat for that. Ben in the host chair again for that one with Seb and Joe. So um, definitely hoping for more positivity to talk about on Sunday. Do join us then for that one. We'll do a few more chats and then we'll say goodnight to everyone. Um, Trying to find some stuff about us. Um, here's Mark from Texas. Great result. I'm never going to be easy this one, I predict. Peterborough will be more open game. And if we play like um, we can, I see us winning 2-0. Um, Seb, you're the optimist here of uh, certainly of the two of us. Of the, of the yeah, the 100% on the screen right now. I'm the optimistic yeah. one. <laughs> What's your thinking? What's your mood ahead of Peterborough? Um, I, I When we did our Blue Monday predictions, was it for the final 10? Maybe I think it was a few weeks ago. I had it down as a loss. I thought they had goals in the side and going to London Road, our record is pretty poor. Um, so one hand, I have to stand by that. But I think that they that they kind of... I, I thought they'd be scrapping... I know they're only just in, in the playoffs at the moment, but I, I, I think they'll finish in the playoffs now. They're not on the desperate scrap. I thought they might be. They have got goals in the side. You got you and Ben will discuss the, the, the threats. Also, we all know about Clark Harris and the, and the rest of them. But I think any side that tries to take us on playing football and attacking us is a brave, brave side to try it. So... We shall see what happens, but yeah, cautiously optimistic. We'll clip that one, yeah. I, a lot of people agree with you in the chat on that one. Uh, Kian, um, Port Vale fan, great to have you with us, Kian. Thank you for joining the chat and appreciate your feedback. Um, didn't think um, we'd have had a chance all game and it would have been a five or six, but we kept fighting. Congratulations this season. I hope you go up. Um, had some really tight games, haven't we, against Port Vale, Seb, this season. Mm. You and I were both at Vale Park and obviously Port Vale dragged slightly into it in, in recent weeks, but um, certainly, if tonight is anything to go by, there's a lot more fight in the team to keep themselves comfortable in this division, isn't there tonight? Give Keane yeah, some after, reassurance. After tonight's performance, yeah, I think so. We don't know what's going on with Daryl Clark the last few games, but you know, a new manager, if you're looking for that bounce, okay, they've lost, but I think they can they can walk away proud of themselves. They executed a game plan pretty well. They've got goals in the side with you know Matty Taylor, Ellis Harrison, James Wilson. They kind of names they should be delivering up front. So I don't I don't think they'll go down. I think they'll be fine for another another season, and that has to be a decent first season back at this level, doesn't it? Yeah, clearly much more organised, I think, than previous weeks. And I quite like the the change in transition. Um, they were obviously sat back quite well, um, quite deep in numbers, but actually broke forward quite quickly. Particularly in the second half when we equalised, I thought they definitely. I think Mikey mentioned they get they sort of got back on not on top, but at least took the sting out of the game from their perspective with with us very much on a high having scored the equaliser and this pace in the team as well out wide the balls over the top round the corner seem to work threat, isn't he, from wide. Well. yeah yeah so I think Ian um, we wish Port Vale all the rest of the season and but 
hopefully no offense we don't want we'll to be, be playing a you next season yeah division above you that's what we want um carl's gonna join me next week um i'll watch it with you there you go uh well it'll be therapy will be so i, I i'm not going to enjoy the next two games if i'm honest um i just want it to, to be may step i want to know no, what's enjoy the ride you can't wish it well, away. I was there. come on it's it's better, it's better you think you said it's better when you're there yeah I, I can't make either of the next two games i enjoyed tonight i was chilled about tonight um but um, yeah, there we go. Um, what a few more bits and pieces? Um, oh no, ICFC eighteen seventy eight. I'm not putting that on the screen, but I, I know where you are coming from. Um, Mark, a friend who's Cambridge United fan, said Peterborough weren't all that when Cambridge United beat them two 0 at the weekend. But Mark, Cambridge are shit houses. They just turn up for the they just turn <laughs> up for the derbies. Them Oxford, yeah. You have to define your list at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, see London Peterborough blow hot and cold. They'll be up against it. For uh, it's a big st- statement, won't it? That we kind of keep talking about these statements, don't we? But Peterborough will be looking to that, as will Barnsley. I mean, we can put the league table up very briefly just to finish the night off. Barnsley, they're eighty-two points now, five off. Yeah, six away Chipper from us. They're, they're, they're out of the autos now. It's not going to happen for them. Um, and yeah, Plymouth. I wonder when. Yeah, I'm trying to do the maths in my head. We won't do that, but it's getting a little bit cut adrift, even though they've got a game in hand. Um, Neil, Peter can see goals, vulnerable at the back. We'll talk more about that um, on Friday in the pre-match. So please join us live for that one. Um, Julian's giving us a prediction. There you go. Peterborough one, Ipswich three. I think we'd all take that. I mean, a grotty one nil. I think we'd all take that as well. Um, but we'll talk more about that on Friday. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Great numbers, fantastic numbers. If you want to say goodbye, if you want to um, give us a thumbs up, if you want to do another super chat to help Mikey out on his internet, <laughs> please do help. <laughs> please do feel free. Um, we've enjoyed it. Thank you, Seb, um, for holding the fort and maintaining a sense of calm during Mikey's um, issues there, intermittency. Um, and apologies for my swearing. I didn't do too much of it. I mean, fucking hell, guys. Come on. I could have done even more, but I chose Brilliant. to hold it back. But um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Big night. Ipswich turning a one-goal deficit at halftime into a 2-1 victory to keep pace with the other teams at the top of the League One promotion race, all winning 2-1. Plymouth with the late winner to keep Ipswich off the top of the league. But the story, Seb, is all about your man, the man, Nathan Broadhead 2, Port Vale 1. Thank you, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you on Friday. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.